Welcome to Axiom Wellness, a place to learn and explore wellness from a variety of angles, from frequency to essential oils and spiritual help. My purpose here is to teach and empower you how to take better care of yourself using tools like intuition, crystals, essential oils, and a variety of personal development skills I've collected and used over the years. My goal is to empower you to find your passion, invest in yourself, and learn to let go. Hey, welcome back to Axiom Wellness. So as of this recording today, we are out of Mercury in retrograde. We still have the shadow period, but hey, let's celebrate. Hopefully you got some good things going on. You cleared some space for things that no longer served you, and you are ready to move forward and start planning for 2022. So today I'll be giving you seven ways to develop your psychic skills. These are easy ways anyone can do from almost anywhere. You may want to grab a notebook for this one, okay? Everyone is psychic, whether you call it mother's intuition, gut instinct, a hunch, premonition, vibes, a sixth sense, coincidence, synchronicity, or chance. Some people are stronger at it than others, but each of us can grow our psychic skills with some practice. I don't believe this is some special gift for only a chosen set of few people. I believe that we're each born with this innate skill, but some of us have either knowingly or unknowingly developed it more than others. I wish more parents would actually teach their children to trust their instincts. It would be amazing to see how much smoother things would go for people. Since one of the top comments I hear all the time is that I don't know how to build my intuition or my psychic abilities, I thought we would once again kind of chat about several different ways to do that. Ultimately, practicing these skills is what will move you forward. Skill number one, psychometry. Psychometry is defined as the information that comes to the psychic that is triggered by the physical touch of an object. Sometimes it's called clairtangency, which is defined as clairtouching, which is the ability to perceive textures, to receive information through touching an object, place, animal, or person. In order to use psychometry, you actually need all the psychic clairs to work in harmony. Hence why this is such a great psychic development tool. When I tap into an object, I write down or voice record all the information that I get from all of my physical senses, my psychic senses, everything from smell, sensation, words, visuals, colors, and thoughts. Pick an object that you aren't familiar with but can verify a lot of the information after the fact. That way you can build your psychic dictionary and learn how to get the information and do a better job of translating the information you receive. So let me give you three ways to actually try out some psychometry skills. One, hold someone else's personal item and fill a notebook with all of your impressions. Then have that person validate what's correct. Two, touch something with your dominant hand. Then touch it with your other hand. Can you feel the energy the same in each hand or does each hand sense a different energy? Is one hand stronger than the other? The hand that senses the energy easier is your intake hand and the hand that's the other one is your outtake hand. Three, now that you know the difference between your intake and your outtake hands, see if you can bring the energy into one hand and push it out the other. You can also try that by making one hand hot 
and pushing the energy over so then the other hand gets cold. Send the cold energy over to the hot hands and so forth. Skill number two, shielding. I tell so many of my clients they need to clear ground and shield themselves. So how can you protect yourself with shielding? There are hundreds of ways to do it. I'm going to give you two, the zip up method and the bubble mirror technique. Bear with me as I need to give you a little backstory as to why shielding is important, but it's not for what you think it is. Shielding is important so that you don't go around picking up on everyone else's good energy, bad energy, or somewhere in between. It's very difficult to have your own thoughts, make decisions, pick up psychic impressions, or have any clarity at all if everyone you have ever come into contact with, their energy is floating around in your aura. If you aren't clearing, shielding, and grounding yourself, you may not be receiving the entire picture or even getting an accurate version of the psychic information you're receiving. Yes, shielding can block out other people's negative energy. It can keep lower vibrations away from you as well, which is equally as important. I'm probably going to upset a few people here by saying this, but I do not believe in demons like you see on TV. Not every spirit you encounter is a demon or even negative for that matter. Just like in life, there are people who don't have the best intentions for others and some that do. Not everything is a demon like you see on those paranormal TV shows. Let me say it again. Not everything is a demon. I am, you know, I've been doing this work for 28 years and really I've lived with it for 44. I've only encountered a handful of negative spirits. Honestly, I think most of the ones that come off as negative are simply misunderstood or misinterpreted. Imagine how hard and frustrating it must be to try to express your needs or your thoughts to someone, but they don't hear you or they don't listen. Not to mention, it takes a lot of energy for those in spirit to come through, to talk to us, show us signs or manipulate energy in some way. So if you get scratched, it doesn't necessarily necessarily mean it was a demon. Maybe it's the only way that spirit can get your attention. Much like children, give the spirit options and boundaries of what is an appropriate way to contact you. Okay, enough of my rant. Let's move on to the techniques. Okay, so the first shielding technique is called the psychic zip-up technique. With all the anger, outrage, hostility, and bullying there is out there and on social media, I thought it was kind of important to talk about this one. That way you can fight off negativity, stay strong, and embrace your own power, which leads to stronger intuitive connections. You can strengthen your central meridian with this zip-up technique. In Chinese medicine, the central meridian runs from the pubic bone up to the bottom of your lower lip. The central meridian specifically supports the yin calming function of the body, heart, and mind. By doing this exercise, according to the creator of this technique, Donna Eden, quote, it strengthens your aura and chakras. It can clear confusion and doubt, and it supports you in finding the courage to move forward, end quote. We all get anxious and uncomfortable at times. This technique can calm the nervous system and bring the body back into balance. Rub your hands together, flick off the energy, and then imagine a zipper from your root chakra up to your throat chakra. Pull the zipper up from your root to your throat. I personally like to turn it at the top, kind of like a key. 
bonus tip. You can also work in a positive affirmation along with this. Bonus tip number two is that I often apply essential oils like bergamot, valor, or orange to my hands before I start. Doing this technique makes you less vulnerable to negative energy. Skill number three, bubble with mirror technique. I imagine a protective bubble surrounding me. I use this as a spiritual bouncer. Imagine a beautiful white bubble that surrounds you on all sides. This bubble keeps you safe from other people's emotions, thoughts, energy, and negativity. This bubble is impenetrable. When I know I'm walking into a difficult situation, I put up my bubble. You should actually be doing this every morning or every night. I also like to put up a mirror on the outside of this bubble to reflect other people's junk back at them. It's a spiritual boundary that keeps cords from others from forming. Bonus tip, I also like to apply lavender essential oil to my hands before I start the meditation. I rub them together, then working downward from my head to my feet, I wipe the lavender through my aura, fanning outwards. I flick off the energy, and then I begin the bubble meditation. Okay, moving right along. Skill number four, using a pendulum. Pendulums are divinatory tools. They are not exactly based in science, though. So some folks say your energy, spirit guide, angels, your subconscious, deities, or God move the pendulum. Others say it is purely an idiomotor response. I happen to believe it's actually both, or all of the above. Pendulums can be made from a necklace, a piece of string, or floss that has a weighted bottom with like a ring or like a metal piece on it, uh, from crystals, wood, glass, metal, or whatever you have on hand, honestly. They're divinatory tools that direct energy in a way so that questions can be answered. Information can be gained. You know, you can check chakra function to find lost objects. I mean, these are just a few of the things that you can do with them. In this scenario, we are going to use it to ask yes, no, or maybe questions. Before using your pendulum, I want you to cleanse it of any energy that is not yours. You can do this by leaving it in a windowsill overnight for the moon to charge it and cleanse it, or even in the sun, depending on the material. Please know that quartz-based crystals will fade in the sun. You can also smoke cleanse it, uh, use things like crystal singing bowls as well. Once you clean it, I want you to set your intention with your pendulum. I say something like this, I'm using you to receive honest and truthful answers for the highest and best for everyone concerned. Then tell your pendulum how you want to receive this information, such as a no answer is a vertical swing and a yes answer is a horizontal swing and a maybe swings in a circle. Or you can ask it questions to know the answer that you know the answers to, to see how it responds um, so you can learn how it prefers to answer you. My pendulum, a yes answer swings in a circle, a no is a vertical, and if it like bounces or like stays still, um, that's a maybe. There are pendulum boards and mats that you can buy or even like make one for yourself with a piece of paper, honestly. Play with it, see what works best for you. Uh, you know, when you play around with your pendulum, you will learn how it responds to you, how you like it to respond to you. A pro tip for my ADHDers is write down how you set it or how you 
feel it worked best for you. And then keep that note on hand somewhere so you don't forget. (laughs) It's important to ask closed questions that can be answered with a yes or no. You can begin learning how your pendulum reacts by asking questions you know the answers to, like, is my name whatever? Do I like pickles? Do I have a cat named blank? Now, I do not suggest asking your pendulum these types of nonsense questions, except when you're in the learning stages. Remember, all of these things that I'm giving you are just tools. Use them with discernment and please, please, please use them with respect. Skill number five is using super basic techniques. I actually have quite a few in here for you. Uh, These are all basic techniques you can do quietly while you're out. Guess what the color of the next car you see will be. Guess which elevator is coming. Guess what someone else is going to pick for dinner when out at a restaurant. Guess what song will come on next. Um, I like to do this with my iTunes or even my Spotify list if I have a certain certain playlist. Guess what color shirt your coworker will have on today. Guess what the weather or temperature will be. You get the idea here. The possibilities are endless. If you have someone to practice with, you can play a guessing game like which number or color am I thinking of? Make it easy. (laughs) Make it easy on yourself here. Use a small set of numbers, one through 10, or basic colors like red, orange, yellow, pink, purple, black, whatever. Dice work well with someone else or even independently. So there's lots of different opportunities you can use that no one knows you're doing while you're out and about. So go ahead, get creative with this one. Skill number six, tarot cards. This is my favorite. Uh, This is the fastest way I personally developed my skills using tarot cards. I'm going to be honest, I stink at reading myself, like a full reading. However, I will pull one or two cards to give me motivation, to see a situation differently, to get insight from a loved one in spirit, or to find out exactly what that dang repeating sign means. You can ask a question and pull one card to get a real quick answer, a real basic insight. This does help you to build your intuitive skills. Oracle cards work in the same way if you're more comfortable using them. The reason why I suggest using tarot cards is because by simply trusting the answer, you are building your intuition. It's like the most magical thing in the world. By simply asking a question and then listening to what the tarot card or oracle card has to tell you and following its directions... You build your intuition. It's like the coolest thing. Uh, You can also pull out like five of the major arcana cards or use playing cards to quiz yourself as to which one you're going to pull out, which leads us to skill number seven, Zenner cards. Did you actually know that there's a specific deck designed for that very thing? They're called Zenner cards, which you can purchase on Etsy or Amazon. Zenner cards are what Bill Murray's character Venkman used on the cute college student in Ghostbusters, just so you know. Uh, You may be asking yourself, why am I telling you to play guessing games instead of honing in on your skills? Here's the thing, all of these, quote, games help to build your intuition as well as teaching you how to receive information. The more you practice these skills, the quicker you realize where you go wrong and how you can better read the energy next time. I'm sure you think 
I always get these games correct. Well, actually, I rarely do. Sometimes I do better than others. I often psych myself out on which card or numbers or colors, sometimes, I often psych myself out with cards and numbers. I do, however, do amazing with picking colors. So just know that your skills might not always lie where you think they are. So this is why it's so important to try a variety of different things. Well, there you go. Those are my top seven, more like 15 ways to develop your intuitive skills. I hope these ideas helped you to realize developing your intuition isn't as hard as you thought it was, as well as spurring some ideas on how you can include psychic development into different parts of your day. You can make this as big or as hard or as complicated or really as simple as you want, but ultimately it doesn't have to be difficult to develop your psychic skills. I hope you guys have a fabulous rest of your week. Thank you for joining me today. If you want to learn more about what I do or book a session, head over to my link tree to see all the things, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Axiom Wellness. Have a question? Shoot me an email at 79axiom at gmail.com. If you want to learn more about psychic development, intuition, and magical things, you can follow me on Instagram at holistic underscore mystic underscore Danielle, which is D-A-N-I-E-L-E, or on Facebook at Psychic Danielle Hughes. Again, Danielle with one L. You can also follow me on Facebook at Axiom Wellness 79 for tips and recipes for essential oils. I hope you have a magical day. (laughs) 